Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast, where we explore all topics related to detox, detox supplements, detox protocols, and health issues whose primary underlying cause is heavy metal toxicity. Today, we're talking about Hashimoto's. This is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's an autoimmune condition promoted by mercury. And we're going to be talking about that and how heavy metals cause Hashimoto's and affect thyroid function with Ina Tapiler. Uh, she was the host of the Overcoming Hashimoto Summit, where she interviewed dozens of experts around the world about uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis and everything under the sun about the underlying root cause of this health condition that is plaguing so many people and why there is such an increase in this autoimmune condition. We're going to be covering things like how copper toxicity impacts thyroid function and promotes candida infections. We'll also talk about all the causative factors that promote Hashimoto's and the most important ones to address first in your treatment protocol. And we'll be talking about so many other things like exactly how mercury impacts thyroid function and why it lowers thyroid hormone production, promotes hypothyroidism, and causes all the whole host of symptoms that come along with low thyroid function and Hashimoto's. I know so many of you guys listening to this show are concerned about heavy metals. And did you know that heavy metals are virtually everywhere? That toxic metals are found like in the food that we eat and the air that we breathe. It, even on a strict organic diet, we're still exposed to pesticides and herbicides. Heavy metals are in cleaning agents, they're in plastics and aluminum cans, chicken, even baby food. Even Consumers Reports did testing on 50 different foods and found that 68% of the tested samples have very, very high levels of arsenic, cadmium, and lead. So my point is that heavy metals are everywhere. Then they are also in your body. We ingest them in the air, food, and water. So I created a quiz called the Heavy Metals Quiz to help you kind of get an idea of the level of heavy metals you have in your body and what steps to take next to address these. A lot of people know they need to detox, but aren't really sure about what they should do first and the second step and the third step. So I created a free video series after you take this quiz to help you understand what to do next. Just go to heavymetalsquiz.com and learn for yourself. Our guest today, Ina Topular Mooney, is a certified clinical nutritionist practicing a functional medicine approach to health. She holds a master's degree in human nutrition and is certified with the ACN, CBNS, and AADP. Ina has been featured in various publications such as Fitness, L, and the New York Times, and is often referred by medical doctors who seek her help not only in New York, but nationally and internationally. She is the founder of Complete Nutrition and Wellness, an integrative nutrition practice, and the host of the Health Mysteries Solved podcast. Ina is also the co-founder of Pregnaceuticals, a prenatal nutrition line. She completed a master's program in human nutrition and became certified as a nutrition specialist by the American College of Nutrition. 
Since starting her practice in 2006, she has helped thousands of patients all over the globe get get to the root of their underlying health issues and reclaim their health. You can learn more about Ina and her work at completenutritionandwellness.com, also at healthmysteriessolved.com. And you can also learn about her upcoming Overcoming Hashimoto Summit at overcominghashimotosummit.com. Ina, thanks so much for joining the show. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and your ordeal with Hashimoto's and how you overcame it. Absolutely. So my ordeal and journey really started early on. I was never a super healthy kid. I was the one that was always sick. I always had a cold or the flu or sore throat or something. And I actually grew up in Lithuania. And I remember when I was little, my mom would chase after me with shots of penicillin because that's what they did. You got sick, you got antibiotics. It's just what we knew then. Um, And then fast forward, you know, I'd get sick a lot. And then in high school, I'd be tired a lot. But a lot of the issues really culminated when I graduated college and then moved to New York City for my full-time job. And that's when I started to feel really fatigued. I had terrible acne. I had digestive issues. I had migraines. I had PMS. I mean, my life was really upside down. And I was at the point where I should be having the time of my life. You know, I was working in the city. I had a glamorous job. And yet I wanted to come home at five o'clock and go to bed. And so that's where I started to see doctors. And, you know, and I was a very good patient. I saw primary. I did everything they said. We ran all the tests, vials and vials of blood, you know, nothing um, showed up. So then I went to the specialist and it was very disjointed. You know, I saw a gastroenterologist for my digestion. They said I had IBS and I had to deal with it. Then I saw a dermatologist for my acne. They gave me antibiotics, which then just gave me yeast infection, which I had to see a gynecologist for. And then finally I saw an endocrinologist and they said, you know what? We found something. You have Hashimoto's. And so I was so excited and I always tell the story and people look at me and they're like, you were excited? Why were you excited? But I've been dealing for years going to all these different doctors and everyone's saying, we don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe it's in your head. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So finally I had a diagnosis. So it was really exciting to me. But unfortunately I was told that my thyroid was sort of fine and there's really nothing we could do and that we would just wait and watch and see. And then one day when your immune system destroys your thyroid is when you get on medication for ever. And, you know, (laughs) that was, so I was working on Wall Street at the time. I was not in the health field. We're going back 20 years, but even not being in the field, I just knew like something just didn't sound right about this. You know, how could there be nothing I can do? And like, how can I cannot be proactive or do anything, you know? And so that's really where my journey began of really figuring out what was underlying all of that. And um, that's when I found the field of nutrition and functional medicine and just completely fell in love with it. And I started seeing an naturopathic doctor and we did a lot of tests, you know, similar to the tests that I do now. And I know you do with um, hair analysis, testing organic acids and stool testing. And, you know, all the other times when I was seeing doctors and they were finding nothing wrong with doing these tests, I had heavy metals, I had copper, I had mercury, which makes sense because I had 16 amalgam fillings at the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I had candida, I had parasites, I had bacterial infections, my adrenals were in the gutter and my thyroid actually really wasn't fine. I mean, it was fine by very conventional standards, but my TSH was above three. I mean, it was still within range, but it was in the high fours. My T3, um, and for everyone watching, you know, those are the thyroid hormones, my T4 and T3 were lower than where they need to be. And I just didn't feel well. So it all made so much sense. And even though I had all these things that were sort of, you know, quote, quote, wrong with me, 
I, again, was excited because now there was something we could do. Um, and I started to really explore all of my immune triggers because with Hashimoto's, what I learned and, you know, I think where the confusion is with that is that yes, your immune system attacks your thyroid, but, um, you know, it's the immune system's fault, right? It's not the thyroid's fault that it's being attacked. So we want to support the thyroid. We want to do what we need for it, but it's really figuring out what it is that got the immune system confused in the first place. And for me, I had all these triggers, you know, the digestive stuff, all the infections, the metals, I have steam bar, I had so many different deficiencies. And so I started to address them one at a time. And there was a lot, and I'm not going to lie. It took a little bit of time. It wasn't overnight, but, um, with removing certain foods and doing cleanse, cleansing and really supporting my body starts to feel better and better. And I watched my antibodies drop and my thyroid numbers get better. Um, now, of course, um, because I've had motors for a while and it wasn't supported, my thyroid was not in the best place. So I did have to go on medicine. And interestingly enough with that, I was very much, you know, because I started studying nutrition at that point, at that point, I've already changed my career. And I thought, okay, well, I want to do everything naturally. I'm not going to go on medication because, you know, that's what the doctors were telling me and I'm kind of going to do my own thing. But it turned out after a couple of years that because my thyroid was somewhat destroyed, a little bit of medication was necessary. And once I sort of got over myself and, you know, really supported my thyroid, I also noticed a really big shift in how I felt. And I'm on a very small dose, but I feel like I was doing myself a disservice by not going on and being stubborn that I'm only going to do it naturally. And, you know, of course, natural is wonderful, but I think, you know, there's a time and place. Um, and you know, I've had it in remission. Now, I'm not, again, it, things happen. And I think for people that have autoimmunity, life happens. So when I had a baby postpartum, I had a flare up, you know, that's common, even though I did all the right stuff, you know, it can happen. I've switched medications and I've gone from natural to synthetic and I've had some antibody flare up. So, you know, I'm not going to say that it's been complete, you know, just easy from then on. I mean, it is something that I do have to kind of work on all the time. But I mean, I feel so much better. I mean, it's a completely, completely different life now than 20 years ago. Yeah. And I think that's a really common thing that after a woman has a child, which is a very stressful event on the body that women typically can go into have thyroid issues, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's and things like that. But that can be the case with any stressful event. So you have an yeah. illness or death of a loved one, any kind of stressor can be that final straw that broke the camel's back to push you into whatever your weak link is and cause your glands or adrenals or hormones or whatever to take a nosedive. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why you want to address the thyroid and Hashimoto's from like a whole body perspective. Like we're not just, it's not just about, oh, I have low thyroid function or Hashimoto's. Let's take thyroid medication um, and just treat the thyroid why do we need to be looking at the body as a whole system? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And yes, I mean, we do have to support the thyroid. But as I was saying before, the immune system got confused and attacked the thyroid. So if we don't get to the bottom of what confused the immune system, then it's going to keep attacking it. And then you're going to probably need more and more thyroid medication and more and more support because the thyroid is going to get destroyed and there's going to be continuous inflammation. So when I look at autoimmunity, and of course, you know, everyone has kind of different ways that they look at it. But for me, I think it's really about looking at kind of the big pillar. So it's infections and those could be anything. I mean, it could be gut infections. So things like 
candida or SIBO or parasites or bacteria, but also viruses. Epstein-Barr is a big one, but there's, you know, so many other viruses that can play a role too. Then toxins play a role because when your liver is clogged, it's really hard for the immune system to be able to do what it needs to do because there's energy going to all of these other places. So metals are big, big triggers, but then other toxins from the environment, our food, our water, um, and then specific food triggers. A lot of people with Hashimoto's and autoimmunity have issues with gluten, but it doesn't just, uh, it's not always just gluten. It could be dairy, it could be corn, it could be soy, um, you know, and there's ways to test for those things or to experiment or look at genetics. Uh, but these foods, you know, there's something called molecular mimicry, where if your body doesn't like something, um, say a food, if there's any type of relationship between that food and your organs, then the body can get confused. And as it attacks the food, it can actually then accidentally attack the organs because it thinks that it's the same thing. And that can happen with infections as well. And then like you mentioned, stress is another real, it's just such a biggie. And, you know, a lot of people forget that stress isn't just emotional. It could be physical too. So one of the biggest things is blood sugar. If we are not eating right and eating consistently, balancing our meals, then we can have blood sugar dysregulation. That's one of the biggest stressors on the body on top of everything else we have with our family and financial and everything else. Um, these infections are also stressors. The toxins are stressors. So they all of these triggers are sort of intermingled. Um, and then there's a big mind body piece, too. And this is something that I've been getting more and more into that I think sometimes people forget, you know, because we want to look at the science and the nitty gritty for sure. But, you know, if we have certain traumas, sometimes, you know, they're not even really big traumas, you know, that like the capital T traumas, as we call it, like abuse, but even like the lowercase T traumas, you know, someone may be telling you that you did something wrong, which can cause almost like a shaming in the body, um, you know, or a teacher maybe saying something when you were younger that you didn't get the answer right. I mean, these things can cause these smaller traumas that then get our body in a state where we may have fear or not feel safe. You know, rejection is another big thing. And you know, raise your hand, right? If you've been at school in elementary school and you wanted to go sit at you know a table with someone and they said, "Sorry, you can't sit here." I mean, that's happened to many of us. Um, you know, and it, it's not a huge deal, right? We think, okay, it's just whatever something happened in grade school. But to our body, being rejected um, really is very stressful because if you think back to sort of caveman times, if you were rejected, right, and if you were outcast, let's say out of your tribe and you were outside, then you didn't have protection. So you could have been then eaten by a tiger or a bear and, you know, that tells the body it's not safe. And then those feelings of not feeling safe um, then creates a high cortisol response, which then is going to affect the immune system. You mentioned heavy metals as a trigger of Hashimoto's or just heavy metals in general. And mm -hmm. I personally believe that mercury, which deposits in the thyroid, deposits in the hypothalamus, deposits in the pituitary and you know really interferes in that delicate feedback loop for the body to produce hormones to tell it hey it's time to produce more or less thyroid hormone is a big underlying root cause of thyroid dysfunction and also if you develop a sensitivity to mercury your immune system can go in and try to destroy thyroid tissue trying to get at that mercury can you talk a little bit more about metals and why there are such big triggers of hashimoto's 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything you're saying about mercury. I mean, the other thing too, is that when you have mercury, there's often going to be dysbiosis as well. So there's going to be candida. And some people say that candida might almost be there to sort of protect your body against the mercury. So then that gives the immune system another trigger of dealing with the infection. Um, the other metal that I find related is copper. And this is something that I often see in a hair analysis. So if someone has high copper, copper is going to be antagonistic to zinc and selenium. And those minerals are really important in the conversion of T4 to T3. And oftentimes when we have Hashimoto's, I mean, not in every case, of course, but in a lot of cases, I see low T3. And T3 is really the active hormone. So that's what our thyroid needs to function. That's what our cells need. And so when you have high copper, in addition to the toxicity issues, you're actually having these mineral deficiencies that then aren't allowing your thyroid to function the way that it's really supposed to. Yeah, minerals so important in improving thyroid function and giving the nutrients that it needs to make thyroid hormones. You you have to have minerals mm -hmm. like zinc and selenium. And so so how would one go about testing for mercury and copper? What kind of test do you like and use? Great. So for copper, I like doing a hair analysis. I think that that's, um, it shows copper really well. For mercury, you can't see both types of mercury in the hair analysis. So I do like to use it, but it's just not an end-all be-all. Um, there's also some people who are what we call non-excreters. So what that means is that they may have metals, but sometimes if their immune system is very weak or their body's overburdened by so many different things, that their body may not even realize that the metals are there because the hair is showing what you're excreting. And if you're not excreting it, and if it's so deeply sequestered inside the tissues, the body doesn't even know. So sometimes it could be a little bit deceiving. If we see it right away, obviously it's not a false positive, it's there. But if we don't see it, sometimes it'll show up on the next test once we start to kind of move things around a little bit. Uh, but, you know, copper typically shows up. Um, I like the Quicksilver Scientific test. They have a um, test called the um, Try test. And so what that does is that looks at mercury um, in the um, red blood cell, in the urine, and in the hair. And when you combine that together, then you can see a little bit of a bigger picture of what's happening. And I actually uh, personally did that test. Um, and I knew I had mercury just because of all of my history. And my hair test didn't show that much. When I did the uh, try test, my mercury was through the roof. And so I started, I did some chelation um, and I also started doing a few other protocols. And what was interesting is the mercury actually kept going up because there was even more in my body. Um, and then when I did my hair test after that, then it really showed up. So it was, you know, kind of below in the white and then it got all the way into the red. So there's like the pink area and then the red is on top of that. Those are the two tests uh, that I like for it. Everyone has heavy metals. I mean, uh, statistically, it's impossible to avoid mercury. And so once someone, you know, kind of has this awareness that they have mercury and other metals in their body, what are some ways that you like to go about detoxing them naturally? Great. Uh, so detox is so, so important. Um, so I personally did chelation, but I don't know if I would recommend it. This was a long time ago and I've been studying this more. So I think doing a little bit more of a natural approach would be better. So binders are going to be big. So anything with humic acid, fulvic acid, with any kind of clays, I think are great. Um, and I like for people to first kind of start to loosen up the metals before really going after it. And we want to make sure the detoxification pathways are open. So 
um, I like to first look at what minerals are missing and we could see that in the hair uh, test. Um, and so put in the zinc and the selenium and the proper B vitamins and kind of get things moving and then do the binders. Um, glutathione is also very, very important. And I often do an organic acid test. And I, if I see a deficiency in glutathione, it doesn't always mean that there's mercury metals, but oftentimes, you know, there's a link that something could be going on there. Um, so supporting with glutathione. Um, I like a lot of the products by Quicksilver Scientific. So they're the lab that does the tri-test. And um, they have a silica product called IMD, which is intestinal metal detox. And what that does is it doesn't necessarily kind of pull the metals out of all the tissues, but it helps to kind of gently pull them and dump them. Um, so it goes to the gut. And then the silica product kind of binds it up almost like a mop. Um, and then we want to make sure that we have good bioflow, um, because, you know, bile is a really good binder, but if that's not flowing well, then things are going to be kind of stagnant and then you reabsorb stuff in. And that's something that did happen to me. I realized that I was reabsorbing things because I wasn't binding them properly. So having the binders, but also doing things like bitters, um, uh, Quicksilver actually has a product called Bitter X that I like a lot. And there's other products on the market that do that. Um, and then they actually have, um, something new that they've recently come out with called the push catch detox. And that is a combination of two products. And uh, one is called liver sauce and one is called ultra binder. And basically that has a combination of the antioxidants, um, and the binders. And so what you do is you take that and that helps to kind of start to pull stuff. And then you do the binders, which absorb everything. And there's a little bit of IMD in there. So depending on how much mercury someone has, that may be enough if it's not too much. And they could do that for a couple of months. If someone has a lot, then I typically recommend doing that along with extra glutathione and vitamin C and the IMD, which is that intestinal metal detox. So those are my favorites. And I've seen them work really, really well. What are some additional things that you can recommend that people do so that they're kind of expediting this whole detox process as quickly as possible? Because I know so many people think, well, how long is this going to take? How long does it take to detox? You know, people want a quick fix today and they want it to be easy and they want it to not be too expensive and take it too much time. So what are your thoughts on the whole detox process and how to do it most effectively? That's a good question. And I, I agree with you. People do want things to be quick. Um, the thing is with metals, we do want to be careful about not pushing too much because we want to make sure that the body is able to handle it. So um, I think that people should expect that it take at least a couple of months. And, you know, I know there's cleanses out there and says you could do it in you know, two weeks or three weeks, but I just don't think it's really enough time just honestly to get it all out. But there's things you could do to expedite. So in addition to those supplements, the binders and the bile support, uh, first of all, we want to be mindful of our stress. When our cortisol is up, things really don't work right. You know, because if we think, you know, when, when stress is high, our body is in fight or flight. So it's trying to outrun that tiger, right? It doesn't want to get eaten. So detoxifying metals is really not a priority. Supporting immune system is not a priority. Fighting cancer is not a priority. Um, so doing anything they can to keep stress down and using things like meditation, mindfulness, journaling, getting adequate sleep, obviously drinking enough water. But then there's also other things like saunas, which are wonderful. Um, colonics and uh, coffee enemas could be really great as well to help to expedite stuff. And then just moving the body. Um, and it's nice to kind of do a little bit of movement and then do sauna afterwards to kind of just help get some of those toxins out. 
Yeah, and so in your recovery from Hashimoto's and going into remission, how important was detoxification in that process? It, for me, it was huge. And for me, I mean, I had so much mercury. It took me, now again, um, this was a while ago. Some of these products weren't available then, but I would say it took me about two years. I actually did chelation, but it was very tough on my body. And I, you know, I'm not against it when it's needed. And as long as you're followed by a practitioner that really knows what they're doing, it can work. But I'm not going to lie. It was tough. I mean, the first chelation treatment I had, I walked out of there and it felt like I was dragging a 25 pound weight behind me. I mean, it was, you know, I had a lot of brain fog and I did all the support. I had the glutathione and my diet was good, but you know, there was just a lot coming out. So I needed to go a little bit slower. And then once I started that Quicksilver protocol with those products, it was much easier. My body responded much better. Um, uh, but it was a lot of detoxification. I had so many different pathways just were not working. I also had copper in addition to mercury. So I had to do a lot of different steps. So it was very big for me. And then on top of that, because I had so much dysbiosis and intestinal infections, you know, I had to work on cleansing that. And, you know, I think, and you, you were saying, you know, people want to kind of do everything at once. And I know it's, it's convenient, but we do have to take it one step at a time. The way that I did it is that I addressed the gut first, um, just to clean out at least like the stuff that was at the top, you know, the candida, the parasites, the bacteria. And then I did the metal protocol and then that can sometimes flare some of the digestive stuff. So then I went back and did some more and I did some antimicrobial herbs. So things like oregano and garlic and grapefruit seed extract and berberine, you know, to kill some of the bugs, um, clove, which is really good as an antiparasitic. So I kind of did like gut, then more of the liver metal stuff, then back to gut, you know, I had to kind of pulse it so that my body was able to properly excrete everything as I was doing it. So you have an upcoming summit called Overcoming Hashimoto Summit, where you explore all these topics we talked about today in depth. What kind of things would someone expect to learn? And tell us about some of the speakers you had on the summit as well. Sure. So the way that I approach the summit is sort of similar to what we're talking about here. And it's really looking at all the triggers of the immune system. So yes, we talk about thyroid, but even more so we talk about all of the underlying things that cause the immune system to become confused. So, um, you know, there's a lot on food. And so we have Sarah Ballantyne and Peter Osborne talking about different foods like gluten and dairy and other foods that can be triggers. And again, it's not for everyone, but in the talks, they explain the tests that people can do and how they can evaluate and see where their triggers are and if the foods are the triggers. And then we have Evan Brand talking about Candida, Dr. Seth Osgood talking about SIBO as triggers. Um, we also have Chris Shade, who is actually the founder of Quicksilver. He, um, interestingly enough, so I worked with him directly uh, over 10 years ago to do some of my detoxification. And on the interview, he pulled out my file. I'm like, you still have that? <laughs> it was from years ago with like the red line going across <laughs> the high mercury. So I have him getting really in depth about the mercury and its effect on thyroid and exactly what people can do and the protocols that they could do to help to detoxify it. Um, and then we have a lot on the mind body because again, I think it's just so important. So Dr. Keisha Ears is talking about trauma, some of the things that I was telling you about. Um, we have Dr. Eva Detko talking about emotional toxicity, uh, Karen Dunstan talking about some of the more psycho-spiritual aspects of Hashimoto's. And, you know, we have to also remember that because your thyroid is in the throat, that's the fifth chakra. So there's a lot that has to do with self-expression. So really addressing it from 
all angles. So there's a lot of nitty gritty science, but also some of the emotions in the mind body. And I think when you put them together, you know, you're really then viewing it from, you know, a truly whole mind body perspective. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's an absolute must for anyone who is dealing with thyroid issues and Hashimoto's autoimmune thyroiditis. You need to really be your own patient, be your best advocate, because even if you're, you know, working with a medical doctor or a functional medical doctor, they only have so much time to advise you. And there are so many different components, so many different kind of roadblocks to recovery that you need to learn about and employ when it comes to food and supplements and detoxification and so many of the things that you listed. So I implore you join the summit. It's totally free. So where do we join it? Absolutely. So they can go online to overcominghashimotosummit.com. And I know that you're going to post the link um, in the show notes as well. So they'll find all the information there. And all people have to do is they click on the link, they enter their name and email. And what's nice is um, there's three talks that they could see right away as soon as they register. And um, then when the summit um, airs on July 15th, all of the other talks are opened up and there's five talks a day. So there's tons and tons of really valuable information. And, you know, if people want to see the talk sooner, um, there's ways that they could do that as well. And that's all going to be in the link. Fabulous. So July 15th, July, uh, I guess, 22nd, 2019, you're going to have the Overcoming Hashimoto Summit. So join that. It's totally free. So where do we learn more about you and the type of work that you do as well? Sure. So uh, I'm a clinical nutritionist and my website is Complete Nutrition and Wellness. And I also have a podcast, which I was really excited to interview you for as well, which is Health Mystery Solved. And, you know, my sort of mission there is because I had so many mysterious illnesses and really wasn't told what it was all about. And I had to figure it out on my own. I didn't want other people to deal with that. So on the podcast, I discuss a lot of cases that sort of seem mysterious. But really, if you take the more functional approach, there our answers. And I just really want people to know that they're not alone and there's ways to figure stuff out and that the answers are out there. Yeah. And you have to be your own advocate. You have to do go on Dr. Google and find websites and podcasts where you can learn about all the, the natural approaches and address the underlying root causes of your health issues. It's the only way to go. I would never trust any one single person with major health decisions, in my personal opinion. So Ina, thanks so much for coming on the show. So any parting thoughts or anything that you want to discuss that we we left out in our conversation about Hashimoto's? I think another thing that's really important is mindset. And I talk a lot about that with my clients and on the summit as well. And, you know, for a lot of people dealing with this, you know, it's a chronic issue. And so there's typically a lot of roadblocks. And by the time people are diagnosed, they're already so frustrated. And I mean, it's a very frustrating thing. I remember I was there. So I think that we really want to be mindful of the fact that we can heal. And there's a lot that we can do. And sometimes, you know, even if it's hard to see it right now, because you may feel like you're here and you want to go there, just knowing that healing is possible and having that mindset is really going to create a lot of big shifts. And if someone, I always ask people, do you think you can heal? And if they say, you know, yes, great. But if they say no, then that's something we really want to look at. Because if you really don't feel like healing can happen, um, 
obviously that's going to be a block and, you know, it's almost going to be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I think people can do things like journaling and really kind of looking at what are some of the underlying beliefs, you know, what have they been told by doctors or by other caretakers or maybe even parents about healing? Because a lot of the time, you know, there's sort of cultural things that go along with it. And I think the more people educate themselves, the more they see that there are answers, the easier it is to then shift. So mindset is so important. Yeah. And so everyone, thanks so much for listening today. Thanks, Ina, for coming on the show. And I really appreciate everyone listening every week to the Myers Detox podcast. We've been on the air almost five years. It's really amazing. We're coming up on number 300 podcasts. It's just, I can't believe it. Um, and so I wanted to do this podcast to illustrate to you guys all the different health issues that can be caused by heavy metal toxicity and Hashimoto's thyroiditis is absolutely one of those can be exacerbated by mercury, copper, and other metals as well. So, you know, thanks so much for, for showing us the light about Hashimoto's and some, some underlying root causes. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me and for the work that you do. I mean, this podcast is just so eye-opening to so many people and it's just the information you provide is, is really great. So thank you for doing the work that you do. Yeah, it's my pleasure every day. I'm so happy every day I wake up and get to do what I do. It's just such a pleasure to, to serve all you guys listening. So thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.